Hey, what's going on, everyone? We are so glad you're choosing to take time out of your day to listen to our sermons. Our prayer for you is that these messages would not replace your belonging to a local church, but would only be supplemental in your walk with Jesus. With that being said, we love you, and we hope you enjoy the message today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to South Valley. How's everybody doing this morning? Hey, we are here. We get to celebrate what God has done through the gift of his son, Jesus, into the manger over 2,000 years ago. You ready to celebrate this morning? Hey, uh, well, you're going to have to be doing it. But I know you might be a little cold, but you ready to celebrate this morning? Yeah, all right. So here's the thing. We, we appreciate you helping us out with the masks. We appreciate you helping us out with social distancing, uh, taking the temperature checks, all those things you've heard about. We have those protocols in place because we want to guard and keep each other safe. And we do have the opportunity to still have a service here because of those things. So we want to adhere to those. We do have the doors open to allow our breeze. So uh, we see that you got blankets and you're cozying up. So we appreciate that. We want to let you know a couple things that are going on as we close out 2020. Uh, first thing is next weekend on the 27th, we will not be in this building. We will be online, fully online, uh, and you're going to have an opportunity to take communion online. Uh, Pastor Seth is going to lead you in that, and so you can see that uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, we can also we will also have that on our YouTube channel, and those will be pre-recorded, so you can catch those anytime you want to on Sunday and have a great time with your family at home, just remembering what God has done uh, through the sacrament of communion. And then as we turn into 2021, we have uh, an opportunity to gather uh, here, and we get the uh, chance to see the candidate that the pastoral search team has felt God has laid on their heart as the candidate for the new pastor of South Valley Community Church. Yeah, that is a pretty exciting time, 2021 starting off that way. So he is going to be here. He's going to deliver a message. You have an opportunity to see that. And if you remember, you get an opportunity to affirm that through a vote at the end of each of the, of the services. We have services on Saturday evening, January 2nd at 6, as well as Sunday morning, 9 and 1030. And then if you don't want to come here, if you can't come here, we will have an audio file on our uh, webpage that you can listen to the sermon. Uh, we just are trying to keep his, uh, his identity confidential, so we guard his church as he's coming here uh, to minister to our church, and so that's part of the process with that, and you can listen to that, and if you're a member, you uh, will have a, a letter in the mail letting you know you're a voting member, and you can cast your vote if you'd like to uh, by coming down in person on that Sunday and uh, checking the box and putting it in the, uh, the ballot box by noon on that day. So that's what's happening on January 2nd and 3rd. And then the other thing is just really a challenge, okay? We know 2020 has been a challenging year. We know that there's a lot of difficulty going on financially, and we know that God presses on our heart. Here's the thing. God gives us plenty, doesn't he? God takes care of our needs all the time, right? And sometimes we can get grippy because we get nervous and we get anxious about what's going on. But when we release those things to God, he blesses it, and he blesses us. And he uses those things beyond measure that we could ever do on our own. So we have a task on our hearts Thanksgiving offering, we started on Thanksgiving weekend and we're taking to the end of the year. And this is where we are. We are at $19,300 so far, which is great, right? But we are about $11,000 short of our goal of $30,000. And here what it is. A third of that is going to help out every ministry that South Valley sponsors throughout our, our year. Uh, every ministry that we go and, uh, and help with the mission field outside of our church Okay, so it is going out to the world to help our ministry partners because they've been hit financially as well. And so we want to bless them. Another third is going to come right here in Lemoore, helping out Lemoore Christian Aid to feed the families that are in need in Lemoore. So we get to be a blessing to those families in our community by giving to this Thanksgiving offering. 
And then the other third is going to be put uh, to use so that we can transition and turn the corner in what the future of South Valley has as we call a new pastor here to be able to prepare for him as well. So all those things are going to be used to God's glory, and we get to be a part of that. And it's with a joyful heart that we come to do that. So if you want to do that, we have our offering um, canisters at the end of every exit that you can drop something in. You can also uh, get it into the office. You can also give online. Uh, just make sure that you put Thanksgiving offering on it so we know that it's allocated for that, okay? Does that make sense? Everybody got that? Good, good, good. And then the final thing is this. You should all have a candle, okay? Be careful with the flame. When the flame is lit, don't tilt it. And when you leave, we're going to have buckets outside right here by the door. You see the buckets? Drop those in. Make sure they're not lit, okay? I, I do have to speak to the, you know, because it's happened. Make sure they're not lit. And please don't put anything else in there. We don't want dirty snot rags or anything else. Or, okay, get it? Good. Okay, enough of me talking, yeah? You ready to celebrate? You're like, stop talking, John. Okay, so everybody put your mask on, stand to your feet, and let's give God some praise. Jesus. 
have a seat. So church, this morning what we're going to do is we're going to spend some time together reflecting on the light of the world, Jesus Christ. So we want to welcome you. If you are tuning in with us on Facebook or YouTube live, welcome to our services. We're going to celebrate what God has done through the manger. And we're going to do that through reflecting on the Christmas story of what it tells us in God's word. And over to the right, you will see an Advent wreath. And in the center of that Advent wreath is the Christ candle, the light of the world, which has been lit for all to see. And as families come up, they're going to light each of those candles and explain what those candles are about. But let's turn to God's Word this morning and listen to what God has to tell us. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greetings this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Today, we begin by lighting the first Advent candle. This is the hope candle. The light of this fire represents the hope we have in Jesus. With the birth of Jesus, hope came into the world. A thrill of hope, the weary soul rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. As we sing these words from O Holy Night, let us rejoice in the hope we have in Jesus. Sing with us, church. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin. Oh 
invite you to sing along with us. We know you're sitting down, and if you feel you want to stand and raise your hands, this is a moment of worship. This is a moment of coming together and just giving God praise. As we continue to look into his word, it says this in Luke, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. As we light the second advent candle, we light the peace candle. Jesus entered this world and brought with him hope, but he also brought us peace. Scripture tells us the angels sang when they appeared to the shepherds after Jesus was born. They proclaimed, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth to those with whom he is pleased. Our world is broken. 
The angels declared that Jesus would come to bring peace.
had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. As we light this candle that represents joy, we're going to consider the anticipation of joy in the promises of God. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it tells us that Jesus arrived in our earth broadcasting. I bring you good news of great joy that is for all people. The shepherds were so excited when they heard this, they glorified God and they praised him for all they heard and had seen. So remember, Jesus arrives in joy and he calls us to have great joy through relationship with him.
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. The star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now we light the candle representing love. The wise men came to worship Jesus. They brought their very best treasures of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to lay at his feet. This was the expression of love to the Savior of the world. Jesus himself told us that love is the meaning of life, the greatest commandment, he says, is the commandment to love. Love is not just a feeling. Love is an act, a sacrifice you make, a gift you give. Christmas is a celebration of love. Becoming a person in Jesus, Jesus came to bring something brand new to the world. For the world, love.
2020 has been dark. And we've all lived it, and we've all felt it. Uh, Holy Scripture says about Christmas, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Words prophesied 700 years before Jesus was born. And Jesus burst on the scene announcing that He would bring and He would be the light and the life. But darkness lingers, particularly this year. Our valley was shrouded in smoke for many weeks. Wildfires raged and hundreds lost everything. Our country is torn apart with racial tensions and political division. Hate and anger have become the dominant emotions for millions in our land. Our world is in the grip of a virus that destroys and delays and changes lives as we've known it. We don't come to this Christmas the way we came to the last many Christmases. We come weary. We come tired. We come anxious. We come somewhat depressed, if not somewhat defeated. And so, Christmas, as much as we hope that the decorations and the Christmas movies, like Home Alone and Die Hard, you know, we hope that these things would lift our mood. And it's not if the movies don't make it happen for us, then the cookies and the treats that seem to magically appear in our homes or in our shopping carts. And, and as much as we hope that these things would pull us out of the gray and the dull of 2020, we're turning into Christmas week, and we remain far less optimistic and less joy-filled than we did this time last Christmas. And we're waiting, and we're hoping that the Christmas spirit will grab us. And maybe today, maybe this morning, as we sing carols and light the Advent candles, that something will happen in our souls. 2020 has been dark. Let me try for the final time to change your thinking, which might also change your mood. You can't have light without darkness. And too often, we present a Christian message, a Christmas message that ignores the reality of life. We live on the edges of darkness and light. Yeah, the light will not be overcome. Darkness will not win, but darkness remains. And even in the book of Genesis, God separated the light from the darkness, but the darkness remained. We live 
on the edges of darkness and light. 2020 has, to a degree, revealed what we've all sort of known but didn't really want to believe. We live in the midst of darkness. We are not a light shining on a hill. At least not personally. Because there's darkness in our own hearts. We all have that dark side. We all have those dark corners, those thoughts, those motives that, that reveal the darkness isn't just out there, the darkness is in here. Sin and sorrow and suffering and injustice and selfishness. And while we can also know love and joy and hope and peace and generosity and kindness, we also live on the edges of darkness and light, each one of us. Let's not try to be false and empty and pretend that the Christian life is all light and life. <laughs> we all hold darkness, and we try to live in the light, but darkness remains. There was a first coming of Jesus, the light of the world, <laughs> but there's still yet to be the second coming of Jesus when light and life and love fully win. Christmas. Christmas happened the first time in the dark. Roman power and brute strength of an aggressive empire. And we spoke about that on December the 6th. Herod was bullying and overtaxing, and there was poverty and slavery. And for most people, they lived under the oppression and the hardship of an empire that was cruel and brutal, and darkness reigned. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. And that prophecy was true for the people at the first Christmas. But Christmas still happens in the dark, and that prophecy still rings true for the darkness that we walk in. And we certainly feel the darkness more this year than other years. And it's into our darkness that light has come. Uh, our Christmas trees and the lights on the trees symbolize it, and our Christmas cheer in all its forms tries to communicate it. The coming of Jesus, the light of the world, the living Christ candle. He comes into a world that is dark, and into that world He brings joy and merry and bright. No wonder we celebrate Christmas with good things and fun things and nice things. It's no wonder we want at Christmas to feel emotions and, and have that Christmas spirit of gladness, of joy. It's, it's Feliz Navidad. It's Happy Christmas. But here's the other rethink. 
the proper response to the Christmas story is not necessarily rejoicing. It's not even necessarily receiving or giving gifts. It's not getting the Christmas spirit or being filled with joy. The proper response to Christmas is faith. Have you ever, have you ever been stumbling about in a dark room and there's no light, and there's no ability to see what's in front of you, and you, you, try, you try to feel, like I stay a lot in other people's homes, uh, that's a strange habit, and uh, you know, at night, because I'm a man of a certain age, I've got to get up in the middle of the night, and I'm stumbling around, not even knowing where the door is for the bathroom, okay? But you feel your way tentatively forwards, but you're hesitant, and you're anxious, and but what happens when you see the light shine from beneath the door? everything changes. And you start to walk with confidence and certainty because of the light. And that, folks, is Christmas. The biggest response to Christmas is faith. Faith to now push forwards with hope and with peace and with joy. Faith to move forwards despite the darkness. Faith to push on believing that a new day is coming and not a better day because of a vaccine, but a better day because Christ is coming. Faith that engages with the darkness and while the darkness remains, the darkness will not overcome. The light that has come enables you and I, despite the darkness, to take bold and strong and courageous steps forward. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. When you see it, when you see Him, it demands a response, and the right response is faith. So, what's your faith response this Christmas? With the Christmas candle lit, Let's just pause. And every one of us stop and make a decision. What action of faith, because faith is a verb, what action of faith am I going to do because the light of the world has come? Maybe there's a trust decision over something that's happened. Christ is the light. Maybe it's a finance decision over being generous. Christ is the light. Maybe it's a testimony that you will share with someone. Christ is the light. Maybe it's a forgiving action to someone who's wronged you. Christ is the light. Maybe it's a commitment decision. Christ is the light. This Christmas, 
the truest response to everything that we believe is faith. Will you be one of the faithful this Christmas? Let us pray. With four candles burning, joy and hope and peace and love, all receiving their light from the one candle that is Christ, we think of our lives at this very moment in the darkness of a land that we know and have felt and the darkness in our own souls that sometimes we try to hide, but we know is there. We ask God that there would be a faith response because Christ is the light of the world. And into this darkness and into our darkness, He has come. Maybe not only sing about it, but may we begin to live our lives in the realization. And may the faith that Christ gives be revealed in us and through us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So you each have a candle, hopefully. And I'm going to give you a little instruction. It might be obvious, but we have our worship singers are going to light an end candle. And then if your candle is not lit, you're going to bring your candle to the flame. Do not bring the flame to the candle because otherwise bad things can happen. And then we're going to sing some carols together. And as we lift our voices up, feel free to stand up and just give God praise. And as you're lighting your candles tonight, as, as Gilbert has spoken, these candles over here represent hope, peace, love, and joy and the Christ candle, all of which burn bright for the world to see. So tonight, maybe there's, or there's a decision you need to make uh, just in regards to lighting a candle that brings hope back into your heart or love back into your heart or joy or peace. And maybe that's something you can lift up to God as we light this candle and to celebrate what God has done for us.
voices up one more time, just proclaiming the glory of the Lord. So take this moment in. We pray that it would wash over you, and we pray that this season would bring blessing to you, and that you would find the true hope of Christ in Christmas as we celebrate what God has done for us.
Amen. Church, we love you. We are glad that uh, we are able to have this time together. Again, as you're leaving, make sure that you uh, extinguish your candle, put it there, and there are some things on campus. There's a photo uh, op over there if you want to take some pictures. Have a blessed Christmas, and God bless you. <laughs>